This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious? I hope you're making it a good one. I know that we are as well. We got a good show in store for you today. It looks like we got some comments already. Stephen Miller's in there talking about the action, and if it goes away on his Tuesday and Thursday nights, he has absolutely no idea what he's going to do. We're going to touch on that. Also, Coach O and Bo Pelini speak. We're going to touch on that. One, one for the ages LSU documentary. We're going to touch on that. LSU taking two quarterbacks in the 2021 class. So everyone that is there, I see you. Jordan Taylor, Holden Lee, what's going on, guys? Steven Miller. Tommy, what's going on? John, Adam, go ahead and hit that like and hit that share. Share it to your page. Share it to some groups. We greatly would appreciate that. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. Guys, listen, I'm glad that we have Doobie Lane back on the ones and twos. He picked your song for tonight, Little Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm a little off tonight. I'm a little off tonight. I'm not going to lie. My son's one-year birthday. Her first birthday is going to be tomorrow, so we're not going to have a show tomorrow night. I will make it up to you. Doobie said we could probably do one on a Saturday to make it up to the great Are You Syrians. I just made that up. Are You Syrians. Maybe. We'll, we'll talk about that, Doobie, on the other side. But listen, some breaking news out of the MAC conference. Stephen Miller touched on it earlier in the comments. But Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated, one of the only couple people that are still left at Sports Illustrated who does a fine job and had the LSU beat, said breaking men's golf, women's golf, the MAC, that's the Mid-Athletic Conference, eliminated the opening round campus site games for the men's, men's and women's basketball tournaments and will play a 20-game conference. Schedules will begin with the 2020 and 21 academic year. Baseball and softball will be moved to 30 regular season game schedules. Now, you may be asking yourself, why is that such a big deal? Well, here's why it's the biggest deal. The absolute biggest deal is because baseball is in 2021. Basketball doesn't start until the end and to the absolute end of this year. So when we sit here and say, how is this a big deal? So the first conference has come out and said and stated that they're going to reduce games. Now, this could be due to a little bit of travel and safety for their players. But if they don't have football, they're going to completely eliminate what they're doing as a conference. Now... It's interesting to me that the first one doing this is a conference that's not in the Power Five. 
So now that they are going to do that for the two, two out of the three that aren't the biggest for them, will they do that for football? That's the question that I will have. I think it's a bold statement by the Mac. A very, very bold statement. Now, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, in the MAC conference, let's not act like basketball and baseball makes any part of revenue for the MAC conference. It's the Tuesday night games on ESPN. It's the Thursday night games on ESPN that the MAC makes their money. And when they go and play other schools, Miami of Ohio plays Ohio State. But Stephen Miller makes another great point, and he's the Max and Action King. Says travel and safety has to be their main reason, but still way too far to make that statement. And I agree with him. It's way too far to make that statement when the governor of Arizona said, the governor of Arizona just stated that all major league sports in the state of Arizona can resume starting on May 16th, but with no fans. So at the end of the day, what is the Mac Nation doing? You know whose dad used to coach in the Mac? Joe Burrows. (laughs) But I thought it was interesting that Ross just broke that. I thought it was interesting. And I thought it was also interesting that they would do that so early with no real, no real reasoning. Now, you could say that the COVID-19 is a reason, but... If anyone saw the poll from Matt Moscona today on if fans would go to an open stadium, they overwhelmingly said yes. So if a poll is going to continue to come out where these sports fans are going to want to go to a sporting event and sit there, you're outside of your mind. But I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very interesting. But nevertheless, I just added that in there. Just added that in there and wanted to touch on it. But guys, every show, every single show that we do for this month is brought to you by GM Varnado and Sons. They've been faithfully serving the Baton Rouge and Denham Spring area for over 62 years. They provide their work and want to earn your business. They're ready to assist you in all their automotive and big rig needs. Oil change, AC work, tire change, big rig overhauls, whatever you need. From VW to KW, they can do it. Call them today, 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Call GM Varnado and Sons. Call Trey and the gang, and they will definitely hook you guys up. I had someone tell me today that they were going over GM Varnado and Sons so that they can get their vehicle worked on and the service the service that everyone showed them over there was first class. So we greatly are greatly appreciative of being partnered with GM Varnado and Sons. Brant, Brant Farlow, what's going on, man? Hit that like and share. The legend is back, Colin Thibodeau. What's going on, gentlemen? So listen, Coach O spoke today on Off the Bench, and Bo Pelini has also spoke over the last couple of days. Now, there were some interesting things that were said in there. Coach O stated, Coach O stated that All the coaches are back in the facility. Well, I believe that they've been in the facility off and on when they needed to because how could you have been on campus? Now, Corey, uh, guys, help me up on Facebook and Twitter, the commitment. I'm drawing a blank from yesterday, running back out of Ohio, but said that he was on a Zoom meeting and he toured the campus. So if the guys were on campus, if if they haven't been in the facilities, Coach O, I mean, I love Coach O more than any man on this earth, but... 
don't tell me that you weren't in those facilities, Coach. We know that y'all were because the recruit just ratted you out yesterday. He just completely ratted you out. But here's some very kinder. Thank you, John. Corey Kiner. But here's some tidbit, some tidbits that I took away from it. O did talk about that all the coaches are following every protocol with social distancing, mask, and so forth, which you know that he was going to say that. But what he did state was that recruiting was going very, very well. Now, I saw a stat today that 600 kids, 600 athletes in high school has committed in football this year, 600 more kids from this time this year than from last. So because of COVID-19, recruiting has seen a very big uptick. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting. And obviously, guys, that's due to the fact that these kids are home. That's due to the fact that they have much more time on their hands and that they can talk to all these coaches. But don't tell me and don't try to convince me that there's not going to be a huge, huge wave of decommitments as soon as as soon as things start getting back that's not going to be the case what is going to be the case is that a team like lsu will more than likely hold on to these commitments now as i've teased earlier on in the header as you can see is that i i've been hearing some rumbles and some rumors around lsu that they are probably going to try to take two quarterbacks now that's something that we'll touch on there and O didn't really elaborate elaborate on that. But after last season, Orgeron said, it gets our foot in the door with every kid in America. When I come in on the Zoom meeting, the players' eyes and the parents' eyes open up and say, quote, unquote, there he is. Guys, I don't think people completely understand and won't understand this trickle effect of what last season meant to Louisiana State until we see it in recruiting. Now, the documentary, the documentary is going to air tomorrow. But we're not going to see this trickle effect for years. Now, Corey Connor yesterday said that he became an LSU fan when Spencer Ware, who hasn't been at LSU for eight seasons, said that that's what made him an LSU fan. But O would continue to go on and talk. And something that I think was the biggest that I don't, I'm not going to say that local media didn't cover and didn't really talk about was he talked about Josh White, a kid just coming in, talking about the linebacker position. O has been more high on this recruiting class than I can ever remember him pumping up a recruiting class. He talked about B.J. Ojolari that's also on the defense. He talked about a lot of guys that are on the defense. But the biggest thing that everyone's going to take away from this is talking about Marcel Brooks. Now, O said that he has told the coaching staff and he's told everyone we have to get him on the field talking about Marcel Brooks because he is a game changer and he's electric. He's up to 210 pounds. O says. But when you have Jabril Cox, who they're really starting to love, and Marcel Brooks, Damone Clark, I think they're going to be very good. Stephen Miller says, Barbershop's opening Friday in Alabama. Wait. Watch for them to, to get a ton of commitments Monday. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> Stephen Miller, that gets a laughing emoji face. 
on the Facebook. But guys, listen, at the end of the day, at the very, very end of the day, recruiting is going very well for Louisiana State. And Owen talked about how they've gone through install, and when camp does open back up, they would have gone through four installs. Guys, come on. Now, they are going to miss the mental reps, but they are doing so much when it comes to recruiting and getting the guys ready for the play. Now, I mentioned this yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday with, I believe that we're going to be right on time, but they're doing the install exactly like they're on time. One thing that I've always mentioned and one thing that we've learned about Coach Ed Orgeron is if he tells you something, you better bring it to the bank. And this has been multiple times, multiple times that Ed Orgeron has talked about he believes and he can see the defense being so much better than last season. Now, I popped in that LSU floor game from last season on today, and there were so many holes that LSU could have filled with with bringing more pressure, getting guys after the quarterback. Justin Thomas, who was a defensive end, who was let go, then is now is back. He's back. But I think that with the decrease of offense and Miles Brennan coming in and Joe Burrow not uh, no longer being there with the defense standing up, I think that LSU is, again, like I said Monday, is not or Friday or Thursday, whenever it was last week, LSU is not rebuilding, they're reloading. It is next man up. Now, Coach O pretty much said the same exact thing he always says when he talks great about kids, and that's great, and that's fine, and we love it. But what I really want to touch on this segment is, is Bo Pelini. Now, if you didn't hear Bo's statements, Bo has talked twice, and he's talked very highly of guys, and he's talked very highly of this defense. Now, I know that Bill Bush was the main recruiter for transfer linebacker Jabil Cox, but don't tell me, and he even hinted at it again the other day, that Jabril Cox was a guy that I loved when I was at Youngstown. Don't tell me that the connection wasn't there. Now, was Bill Bush probably the lead recruiter? Absolutely. But he says that he he feels that under a season at LSU, Jabril Cox is no no-brain first-round pick. No-brainer. Also, Bo said that DBs will be learning some new concepts and where their help will be coming from. Now, guys, let me tell you this. Bo Pelini would not have said that if he's not going to do two things. Number one, send pressure and get a hell of a lot of pressure after the quarterback. And number two, if you're not going to lock up and play man and play this man to cover where you're both your safeties are sitting high deep, even if you possibly have one in the middle of the field to play the middle of the field, but we're going to lock up man and we're coming after that ass. We are coming after you. Four, three defensive schemes and coaches like Bo Pelini, when they say stuff like that, you have to get ready for them to come after you. They're going to send pressures. You think that Marcel Brooks, he doesn't have stuff dialed up for Marcel Brooks now that he's not going to have his hand in the dirt rushing the passer? He's not going to send him all over the field? That he doesn't have stuff for TJ McClendon or TJ McClendon, TK McClendon? And let's not forget that Tyler Shelvin's back. And boy, does it seem like he loves him some Tyler Shelvin, saying that we got a big big number 72 again that's filling up the middle. Now, the big, Bo touched on that the biggest question that he's gotten 
is will LSU run the three-man fronts going down to the 4-3? And Bo, like any great coach, says, well, if it dictates it, I'll do whatever I got to do to win. That's what I don't like about sometimes with these these media guys. Hey, coach, are you going to go to a three-man front? Well, hell, if it, if it, if it determines it. Hell, Auburn had two first-round – or for, one first-round defensive lineman taken in Derrick Brown to the Carolina Panthers, and Marlon Davidson gets taken in the second, and they were still running a three-man front to stop LSU. Whatever it calls for to win the game, they're going to do it. That was a silly question. But the biggest comment from Bo Pelini, and why I think that in the initial part of Ed Orgeron hiring Bo Pelini was, is will they fit together? Now, the question wasn't absolutely asked like this, but Bo said this. He says, I do believe that I'm a better coach than I was when I left LSU the first time. And he is. Guys, you don't get good coaching experience. You don't get head coaching experience and don't learn a thing of two. Not just coaching, but even in recruiting. And you know how I know that? His name's Ed Orgeron. His name is Ed Orgeron. So with the fact that you have two really great coaches that are defensive-minded guys who love the same exact schemes, that want to send pressure, want to get after quarterback, want to play man coverage, and hey, let's let our athletes play, don't tell me that those two guys aren't going to be good for one another. And let's not also act like that Bo Pelini doesn't want to be a head coach again. Get out of here with that. Sam Bacon says, Sam Bacon with the natty light says, QBU, now RBU, huh, uh uh-huh, or uh uh-oh. Stephen Miller says, boy, we've been RBU. Muscona named off the leading running backs on LSU's team every year and went all the way back to the 90s. Wow, what a list. Stephen, that is a good list. That is a good list. Hell, Joseph Adai, Kevin Falk, Cecil Collins. Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You could do it for so many positions. DBs. Did y'all? Did you guys see that thing that the NFL? I forget what what who posted it on Twitter or who tweeted it, but who are the best DBs in the NFL? And four of them <laughs> were from Louisiana State. Four of the eight went to LSU. So that means half the league, two corners, Patrick Peterson. And Jadavius White, and its safeties, Jamal Adams and Tyron Matthew. So, the best DBs in the entire NFL, four of them came from one school. But I thought that was interesting. But, guys, the documentary drops tomorrow, one for the ages. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to DVR it. Because my little man turns one, and we're throwing a party for my man. Benjamin Michael, I know you're taking a bath, buddy. We love you. Happy birthday. But before we get to the documentary and some things that I want to see in the documentary, the next segment is brought to you by Mike Bazile Financial Advisors. For all things financial, family planning, retirement planning, business planning, insurance planning, call Mike Bazile today. Look, guys, if you live for it, well, hell, you better plan for it. Call Mike Bazile today. 504-343-1576. Call Mike Bazil today, 504-343-1576. 
I, had a, I told you guys a testimony yesterday. A guy called me and said, Blake, I called Mike. He saved me so much money on my insurance. He's getting me a Roth IRA set up. We, we're making money. He's got my business plan ready to go. So I greatly appreciate you sending me over to Mike. Call him today, 504-343-1576. Now listen, I was on with Jordy Holberg out in Lafayette, the great Jordy Holberg today, and he asked me a question about the documentary that drops tomorrow, One for the Ages. Now let me, let me, let me preface this. We've had so much discussions. So many discussions about LSU season last year, and we're going to do that for a long time. But the biggest discussion with LSU has been one thing, and that has simply been who was calling plays last year. Oh, that's Joe Brady. They just put Steve Insminger to face so they could try to save Joe Brady. <clears throat> Wrong again. What I really hope this documentary shows, as a documentary showed... A couple about a month, month and a half ago, is that Steve Ins- Steve Insminger was making these play calls. Now, Steve was on with Jocks Doucette. Now, if you have not seen Jocks Doucette during this quarantine, you better go follow him on Twitter because the videos and the guys he's talking to have been fantastic. And he was talking about the third and seventeen against Texas, where you had to you had to convert, you had to go for it, and you had to score to put the game away. Now. Steve talks about, well, look, we motioned in. Now, this is third and 17. Now, remember, Joe Brady had all third down calls, all third down calls, and red zone. With that being said, Steve says that, well, I called the play. I called the play. I motioned Clyde Edwards-Alaire back in to pick up the blitz. We ran four verts and and a crossover the middle with Justin Jefferson. Bro, buy some time, hits him, and we score. So not only is Ed saying that, not only did Joe Brady talk about that, but now that Steve Ensminger's talking about it. Guys, in crucial parts in last season, and what I think that you're going to see if Ed Orgeron has anything to do with it, is that Steve was your main play caller last year. But there's so many great moments that's going to be in this documentary, but that's one that I hope that gets put to rest. But what's going to be the biggest moment? Is it the national championship? If you believe the national championship was the biggest moment of the last season, let us know in the comments because it's one of the biggest. Obviously, it's one of the biggest. Is it Alabama? When we went to Tuscaloosa and at the half, we're up by 20 and we are piled driving them after such a long awaited eight years. You finally got your coach, you finally got your quarterback, and you drug them into the ground. Was against Oklahoma when the day that offensive coordinator Steve Insminger lost his, his daughter-in-law and Joe Burrow went out and tossed one, two. Or as LeBron James would say, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven. Seven first-half touchdowns. Or was it Texas because you saw Joe Burrow's daddy do the horns down? So many great, so many great moments. But the thing that I'm looking forward to the most in this documentary is seeing Ed Orsron behind the scenes 
leading his team and what he's doing behind the scenes and how he connects with his guys, how he connects with them, how he's the CEO. Guys, when's the last time we've been able to see that? Now, I know the Last Dance documentary is doing that, and we're seeing behind the scenes for one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball players of all time. And look how great that has been. Now, what arguably is the best college football season of all time, you're going behind the scenes. Now, the only bad part about this is that you don't have 10 episodes. You have an hour. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that I don't believe that I'm not going to watch that thing 682 times and that Doobie Lane might stream it. <clears throat> Facebook, Facebook didn't hear that. I have no idea what you're talking about, Blake. No idea. Hmm? What? <laughs> but some of you are in the comments are talking the same thing that I believe, that the Alabama game was, look, I wanted the national championship. If you don't believe me, ask Stephen Miller when he saw a picture of me and absolutely boo-hooing and crying my eyes out. But Stephen says, personally, my biggest moment was when we, we, we beat Saban in T-Town. The game was never in doubt. That's when I knew without a shadow of a doubt that we were going to spank everyone and we were winning it all. And I agree with him. Reginald Cormier said, Coach O post-locker room speech, roll tie what? Bleep you. But there's so many great moments. So many great moments from last season. Everyone joining us, we greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and hit that like and hit that share. We appreciate you joining us tonight. But here's another thing that I want to put to rest. And if I tee off, Doobie, I hope the mic doesn't completely break. And I hope we don't break the internet. Was I saw a lot of Alabama fans saying, well, well, look, listen, listen, I just got done making out with my wife. I, I mean, my sister. I mean, my wife. And Joe Burrow is a system quarterback. He's a system quarterback. <laughs> no, the hell he is not. You know how I know that he's not a system quarterback. Go pop in the SEC championship game. Go back to your own game when his feet destroyed your ass. That's how you know. The play to Justin Jefferson in the SEC championship game where Burrow made two guys, that one that's in the NFL that got drafted in the third round, put him on skates, probably broke both ACLs, both, are, uh, uh, both kneecaps. He broke an eyeball lid. But he's a system quarterback. This documentary is going to show a lot about Joe Brady and Joe Burrow and George Munoz. And all these other fans are going to say it's a one-year wonder. Well, you know what? We are coming. So anyone who wants to take this audio, anyone who wants to take this video and go ahead and, and, and record it to all the Alabama fans that I've been seeing on Twitter saying this is a one-year wonder and Joe Burrow's not there anymore and Joe Brady's not there anymore and LSU can't do anything. We are coming. Just go mic out with your sister. All right? Go mic out with your sister. Now, I know it's difficult because you both have the coronavirus. You're corona bros. 
your corona bro and i know that you just bro you know your ex-girlfriend broke your heart your cousin i know it's tough for you Ping. but lsu's coming for that ass and I'm tired of seeing because that you finally got beat down and Saban is not the same coach that he was. And you're going to say, oh, Blake, what, what? Saban's not the same coach? Saban's desperate. Saban is desperate. And we're coming for you. That's AYS hot. But it, 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 it infuriates me that... There are even some Alabama fans last year who wanted Saban, who wanted Saban to be fired. <laughs> Jesus. But you're having a good time making that with Hooch Coochie. But I'm fired up for it tomorrow. We're having a little birthday for my son, so I'm going to have to come back and watch it later. Everyone join us. Hit that like and hit that share. If you, if you know any Alabama fan, tell them that they need to come in here and watch this because the, the hate mail that we're about to get is absolutely unbelievable, but oh well. Christian, what's going on, man? Getting to some of the comments before we change. Christian said, Blake Sims, A.J. McCarron, Greg McElroy. All system quarterbacks, and that's a good point. AJ McCarron, look, listen, people could say that AJ McCarron was a, a system quarterback, but he did some really damn good things. Lance Richard, what's going on, man? Saban is finally on the decline, and the doors are starting to open. Colin Thibodeau, happy B Day, Ben. We appreciate that, Mr. Thibodeau. But absolutely, I feel like it's closing. Look, guys, they are desperate. They are completely desperate, desperate in T-Town. Not only did you get beat, not only did you get beat by Clemson in a beatdown in the national championship the game before, but you got beat down by an Auburn team. You got beat down by an Auburn team whose offense is incompetent. Bo Nix, although a freshman, look, he's a freshman, guys. Bo Nix is a freshman. Put up 40 plus against you. Two Tagovailoa. Well, they can't say Tagovailoa. That's why they say Tua. Because they don't know how to say it. But Tua Tagovailoa is better quarterback. Joe Burrow. Then why is a starter, why is a starter, did Tua never win a natty? But he's a better quarterback, ball. Who? AYS hot take of the day. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. And if you don't, if you hadn't hit that like and share now, go ahead and do so because I'm going to tell you something that I'm hearing on the AYS hot take line, some news and some rumors that are going around LSU. Now, I'm sure most of you know that Garrett Nussmeyer, son of Doug Nussmeyer, one of the coaches who's been everywhere, Committed to LSU. Now, he's a 6'2", 180, 190-pound quarterback out of the state of Texas. Now, as most of you that follow recruiting, you also know that Caleb Williams, who's the number one quarterback in the nation, also has interest in LSU. Now, most believe, most do believe that Oklahoma is a lock, but, and let me preface this also by saying that Ed Orsron and LSU always believe that they have their guy in recruiting. Every one of them believes that they have their guy and that they're going to get the guy that they're going after. 
But I'm hearing some rumors through the rumor rumor mill that LSU possibly is going to take on two quarterbacks. The reason being is because if they believe that one of these quarterbacks is going to transfer, either be T.J. Finley, we don't believe it's going to be Max Johnson, we don't know what's going to happen with Miles Brennan. But if they do not take two, there are some transfer quarterbacks out there. Now, I don't think that LSU is going to get to his little brother. I believe that he might be going to Miami. I'm sure they would do their due diligence and talk. But JT Daniels is still out there. But from what I hear, and that's why most of you follow AYS anyway, is to get some news. But it would appear that in recruiting, the LSU is still keeping their ga- their foot on the gas when it comes to Caleb Williams. Now, listen, guys. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm going to give you this scenario. I'm going to give you this scenario when it comes to another university. Is that Clemson, even though they've had Pretty Boy, even though they've had really good quarterbacks with Sean Watson, they have been able to convince guys to come in here and compete. Now, the guys have the Deshaun Watsons, the pretty good Trevor Lawrence, the guy who looks like he... By the way, breaking news, Trevor Lawrence was the youngest brother a part of the Hanson brothers, if you haven't figured that out by now. But I fully believe that they're going to take two. Holden Lee on Facebook says, Miller Moss is another name too, Blake, talking about that, possibly. But I think that they were going to stay with Caleb Williams and Doug Nuss, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, and they're going to make a big push. And again, why wouldn't you? Clemson has done it. Bama has done it. Other teams have done it where they bring in two guys. LSU just did it. Hey, guys, come in and compete and win this starting job. But that is something that I'm hearing. Now, here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get is that I see a lot of people and LSU fans kind of not trashing Caleb Williams, but talking about Caleb Williams and saying that that he is, I don't really know how to word it, but that they're frustrated with him as most fans are when the number one kid in the nation doesn't commit to you right away, that he wants to, he wants to take visits. Heidi Comish. My sister-in-law, what did you say about the Hanson brothers? I said that Trevor Lawrence was the youngest brother for the Hanson brothers. And now he's the starting quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. He's not really, Heidi. Just go go, go and Google after you watch the show and type in Trevor Lawrence, and you'll know what I'm saying. Devin sees it. Do we have our song for the, the outro? Mm-bop. By the Hanson brothers. It would be funny. I don't know if we should do it, but it'd be hilarious. Hashtag Trevor Lawrence. But I do believe, and I have been hearing, that they are going to take two quarterbacks, or they're looking to take two quarterbacks. So if that, as this progresses and as this goes on, guys, I will let you know. Yes, Heidi, really. But I will let you know what I hear. I think it's interesting. I think now that everyone's back in office, with back in office at LSU in the program that they are going to make a good look at it. They're going to take a deep dive into it and see if they should. And even if they can, but it's going to be interesting. Doobie, you got anything for the people now, guys that people that are just joining us, we are not, 
We are not doing a live show tomorrow. It is my son Ben's birthday, one year old. At this time last year, me and my wife were getting to the hospital, getting ready for to to bring our little man into the world. Ah, how he says, okay, you had me at Hanson Brothers. So all of our female audience, I guess we should should bring up the Hanson Brothers more. But let's get to some of y'all's comments. Doobie, you got anything for the people? For Hanson Brothers? <laughs> Lance Richard said, Peter Parrish isn't sticking around much longer. Yeah, he's not sticking around at all. He's not coming back. At least not right now. Farron says, I wish you'd get on with Barstool Sports, man. You'd kill it. I appreciate that. Well, Farron, go ahead and take this video that's also on Twitter. Share it to Barstool Sports and say if they don't sign me and Doobie with $120,000 base salary every for, for the year, then we're not going. Actually, you can make Doobie. What's that, Doobie? Doobie y'all can't hear Doobie. Doobie says that he'll give me fifty of his, 50000 of his, so you can push mine up to one seventy. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Hooks, Sarah Carlin's Hooks, what's going on? Ooh-wee, I guess you were talking about when I was talking like this about how them Alabama fans, how they sit there and they talk, and this is how they talk about their sisters. Hey, Joe Burrow's sister quarterback. Now listen, I know because I just got done making out with my wife, I mean my sister. Jordan Taylor says, we coming. Stephen Miller says, the Ryan Clark rant was the GOAT post-Bama game. It was. I, I personally, I personally like DeMarcus Spears when he got on fine-bombing them and he's throwing the papers out. And he goes, we scored 46 points in T-Town, in Tuscaloosa, and we rained it on your ass. Sarah Hook says, yeah, I guess yay because you joined it. Sarah says, Blake, I followed you since you started this stuff. You're killing it tonight with with the comments. I appreciate that. Joe, we appreciate, we appreciate you joining. Says, happy birthday to the little tiger. We appreciate that. So, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious? We won't be back tomorrow, but Thursday, we have a very special guest. Former NFL and Kentucky wide receiver Richard Lyons. Richard Dickey Lyons will be joining us around 6.30, 6.45. We're excited to have him on. Guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious? And Doobie, do we have some umbop? <laughs> Later, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.